Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm back. Rudrance for the Matrix and Road Show. We're going to talk about this god-awful, horrible uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings series, spinoff, prequel. Who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? I'm not watching this some bitch. Y'all done race flipped and gender flipped and, and go flip yourself. Uh, all these characters, Tolkien, as Elon Musk points out, is somewhere flopping around right now in his grave. And all I can say is I like Elon Musk. I do. Um, right now, he's in court over Twitter. Why? Because, well, Twitter is, in fact, a fake place. It's got a bunch of bots. And nobody knows, including him, how many actual real users are on that platform. Nobody knows. I have, for the longest time, speculated that it's probably like 30%, 20%. And uh, he, he's finding that out. He said, wait a minute now, I offered to buy this platform based on the fact that there was supposedly this many actual monetizable users on there. And that's the key, monetizable, right? It, it, makes, it, it makes no sense if you've got a bunch of bots, right? Uh, wait a minute, you're telling me there's 100 million users on here, but yet there's really only 65 million. I'm just using that as an example, but... Your platform's not worth nearly what you said it was worth. And, of course, he's in a lawsuit over that. Well, it seems Elon is a fan of Lord of the Rings, like me. Um, but I'm not watching this crap, okay? I'm not. I knew it was going to be a train wreck from the very beginning. And Elon is not the biggest Jeff Bezos fan. Now, Jeff Bezos is a loony lefty, uh, without a doubt. Uh, he has been critical of Biden lately. Um, but... Look, Bezos is one of these assholes that has influenced uh, and put out there uh, liberal leftist horseshit for a long, long time, okay? And uh, he's promoted it. His newspaper has promoted it. So Jeff Bezos is not getting passed from me, all right? He's not. Elon Musk ramped up his feud with Jeff Bezos over Lord of the Rings. This is our kick. Billionaires Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos have a beef with each other. And Musk just fired the latest salvo by offering a scathing take on Amazon's new Lord of the Rings series. Bezos, Amazon's prime video release, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I mean, that sounds like that sounds like some comic book cartoon. The Rings of Power. Last week, and it drew a whopping 25 million viewers. That's big. So the founder of the Blue Origin, the penis rocket company, took a victory lap on Twitter. So Jeff Bezos, right here, go Middle Earth, and he posts this Bloomberg Lord of the Rings series draws $25 million on debut. I never said it was good victory lap. That Lord of the Rings series cost Amazon $1 billion with a B, evil, mini-me, 
uh, Mike Myers as Dr. Evil, one billion. And after just two episodes, Musk hopped online to say, hashtag, quote, nope, it sucks. Your show sucks. Your show blows. If you're Lord of the Rings fan right now, you want to commit Harry Carey. Despite the show's mega numbers, one person who wasn't wowed by the series was the only man in the world richer than Bezos, Elon Musk. Token is turning in his grave. I said flopping, but, you know, it is what it is. Flopping, turning, whatever you want to call it. Token is turning in his grave. Almost every male character so far is a coward, a jerk, or both. Only Gadriel is brave, smart, and nice. He threw a barb saying that J.R.R. Token would be rolling around in his grave, rolling over in his grave, if he saw Amazon's latest offering. The SpaceX Tesla boss wasn't a fan of how some characters were portrayed aside from Gadriel. Elon Musk, a big Gadriel guy, or whoever, whatever that is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Lord of the Rings is a reminder that Musk and Bezos are both massive nerds. It's refreshing to see obscenely rich dudes who dabble in interstellar travel as a hobby, go at it over nerd su- stuff. No matter how many rocket shift, beautiful women, or cowboy hats these dudes flaunt, let us not forget these guys are absolute, unadulterated uber nerds. So are we. So F off. That's how they got to where they are. I'm not offended by that whatsoever. I get it. I fully embrace it. It's probably unlikely that Musk comments will rattle Bezos. The two are cur- currently engaged in the biggest space race since the USSR and USA duked it out in the 1960s. It's still worth a shot if there's only one way to knock a massive nerd off his game is to say a billion-dollar Lord of the Rings series is trash. Well, let's look, because it seems the critics are pulling The Last Jedi with this series. Absolutely. And they do this with any time there is gender, race-flipping, anything like that going on. Up. Have you noticed the reviews on this are very much, oh my God, the visuals, the scale, fantastic. It's beautiful. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. Optically, it's great. You know what that is? That is code for it looks great on screen, the theme and the score look great, but the story sucks. The characters suck. And it's an un- it's unbelievable when you start looking through the reviews, how many by the mainstream critics are actually laid out that way? Nothing to do with story. Nothing to do with character. It's all about optics and score and theme. Nothing. Nothing that's story related. And we know that's why shows like this end up with average audience scores just like this on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics, 84%. The audience, a 39%. Hmm, where have I seen that before? Oh, yeah, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Critics, oh, my God. Oh, it's brave, stunning, and courageous. A 91%. The audience, a 42%. Yeah. Yeah, and you know why the audience thought that was a 42%? You know why the audience thinks that's a 39%? It's because it always gets back to... We disrespect the characters and the story effing blows. And that is exactly what Elon Musk is talking about. I love the fact that he slammed 
slammed Jeff Bezos. And by the way, Elon recently came out and said, I'm voting Republican, bitches. Love it. Absolutely love it. A little turning of the tide. I still believe that Elon is going to buy Twitter. Okay? I still believe that that's going to happen. I think he's going to ultimately buy Twitter. And I think what he's trying to do, and I will continue to stay by this, is he's trying to prove there's a bunch of fake-ass accounts on Twitter so your little uh, social media platform is not worth nearly what you're trying to get for it. And I'm going to prove it in court. That whistleblower, going to have Twitter in a bind. I'm telling you right now. Lord of the Rings looks like another Last Jedi. Oh my God, it's so brave. It's so stunning. It's so courageous. It's so shitty. I'm not watching the some bitch. I'm not. I knew this was going to happen. I saw it coming. You're not ruining Lord of the Rings for me. You're not. I'll stay with what I saw in the theater and when I want to sit down and watch it as a marathon. You're not ruining it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for our black and white sports. Well, it seems that LeBron James finds himself in some potentially multi million dollar hot water. Why? Because he and Drake are getting accused of flat stealing the intellectual rights, the IP rights to a film that they intend to make, and somebody has come out now and said, no, I own the rights, you guys don't. And look, they've they've had been, LeBron's been slapped with a massive lawsuit. A $10 million lawsuit over the fact that him and Drake seem to be trying to, and Future, seem to be trying to run off with the IP rights to a hockey film. Wow. And and somebody that was formerly involved with the NBA, by the way. Daily Wire, former NBA union boss, files a $10 million lawsuit against LeBron James, Drake, and Future for allegedly stealing the intellectual property rights to a hockey film. Yikes. Former NBA union boss has filed a $10 million lawsuit against LeBron James and rappers Drake and Future for allegedly stealing quote, intellectual property rights to a movie about a segregated Canadian hockey league for black players only. (laughs) It doesn't surprise me that that is exactly what LeBron James wants to make a film on. Something that's segregated. Great. Billy Hunter, former head of the NBA's Player Association and ex-federal prosecutor, filed the complaint in Manhattan State Supreme Court. The lawsuit alleges that all exclusive legal rights to produce any film that depicts the colored hockey league that existed. Oh, okay. It's a period movie. 
All right, I get that. If it's a period movie, I get it. I thought it was something modern day. It's not, so my bad on that. That existed from 1895 to 1930s belongs to him, according to a report from the New York Post. Quote, I don't think they believed the property rights would be litigated. Hunter told the Post, they thought I would go away. They gambled. The movie in question is a documentary titled, quote, Black Ice. What was the name of those characters in Major League Two? White Lightning, Black Hammer, I don't know. Based on a book about the history of Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes, of which Hunter claims he brokered a $265,000 deal with the authors, wow, to hold the rights to the film. However, TMZ reports that Black Ice authors and defendants George and Daryl Fosty worked out a, de- a side deal with James and Drake. I'm not sure that's how that works. Quote, while the defendants, LeBron James, Drake, and Maverick Carter, are uh, internationally known and renowned in respective fields of basketball and music, it does not afford them the right to steal another's intellectual property, said the suit filed by Hunter's attorney, Larry Hutcher. Aside from the author's publishing firm, Stryker Indigo, and film production company, First Take Entertainment, other defendants named in the lawsuit includes James Entertainment Company, Spring Hill Company, and Uninterrupted Canada, and Dream Crew Entertainment, which is an entertainment firm of Drake and Future. The Dream Dream Crew Defendants and Uninterrupted Defendants Act were were and are intentional and carried out for the purpose of disrupting the plaintiff's legal rights, the lawsuit says. Each of the Dream Crew defendants and uninterrupted defendants acted with malice as demonstrated by the inflated price they paid for the duplicate option. According to the complaint, Fosties, quote, speciously claimed that the film deal would allegedly not violate Hunter's film rights or exclusive worldwide license because the film category was considered a documentary. Hutcher argued that a documentary is still a motion picture and an audiovisual adaptation, and any claim to the contrary is absurd and made in bad faith. Hunter and authors had entered into an, quote, option agreement for a movie adaptation with a $10,000 payment back in 2019. A year and a half later, the authors notified Hunter Producers from First Entertainment had approached them to create the documentary film. The New York Post reports representatives for James Drake, the Fosties, and the firms have no immediate comment. The Toronto Film Festival has scheduled Black Eyes to premiere September 10th. So... When I first read this, I thought a segregated a segregated uh, hockey team. Great, it's going to be some you know circa twenty twenty two social justice shit fest. I didn't realize it was a period documentary. So yeah, that may actually be interesting. I don't know, um, but <laughs> LeBron James, Drake, and Future got some explaining to do. Because it looks like they could be in hot water for a hell of a lot of money because there was already a deal worked out legally 
with the with the uh, the people that held the rights to the film, and they're look they try to get clever here. Okay, well that was for a motion picture, and this is a documentary. Except they're probably going to find that they're they're viewed as the same thing. I I don't know. I got to be real with you though. As somebody, we we of course do an entertainment channel. I've always understood motion pictures and documentaries to be two separate things. But I may be wrong. Legally, when you get down to the nitty-gritty and the wording, they may they may be considered the same thing. I don't know. And if, you know, so if they are considered the same thing, well, LeBron James and them uh, may be in some trouble, okay, and a lot of money worth of trouble with the former head of the, NF, uh, of the uh, NBA PA. Wow. By the way, that Spring Hill Entertainment, which is LeBron James, there are rumors more and more that Friday the 13th, one of my favorite film franchises, and Jason Voorhees may be coming back to the forefront. They had, there hadn't been a Jason movie made in like 12 years. He's the one that's wanting to make a movie or has wanted to make it. LeBron is maybe the only thing me and LeBron have in common is we're big Jason Voorhees fans. Now, he'll probably make uh, Jason a transgender that's pissed off with purple hair, wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. I mean, probably not the look I'm looking for out of Jason movies. You get my point. But now there's rumors that there's a potential Friday the 13th film coming next year. And it makes me cringe that maybe LeBron James is somewhere lurking in the background for that next Friday movie. Yikes. Scares the shit out of me. So, $10 million here, and, and hopefully, cross my fingers, he's not involved with Jason Voorhees. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Well, guys, week one of the NFL season is up on us. And one of the biggest questions going into this season is, where is Tom Brady's head? Because, folks, we know now that Tom Brady and Giselle, they have some serious issues that they're actually dealing with. He wants to play football. She didn't want him to play football again. But, however, he did return to the Buccaneers for his 23rd NFL season, even though he missed 11 days in the middle of a training camp. And reportedly, it was because of Giselle. We don't know what's going to actually happen with them. We, we do actually wish him all the best, but also we want Tom Brady to be a productive player. Now, I'm, I remember Rhodes actually put up a video and he was actually kind of questioning, could Tom Brady actually retire again? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't believe that will happen because I believe when uh, Tom Brady said says he's committed to something, he's going to go ahead and do it. So he has committed himself to the Buccaneers. Now, it could come with a price. His marriage could actually be suffering because of this. But here we are. Week one is about to start.
Actually, against my Dallas Cowboys, by the way, uh, in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Well, guys, ever since we found out about the drama between Giselle and Tom Brady, Tom Brady now has finally come out and said something ever since the whole Giselle thing actually came out. Check this out. Now, he was actually on his um on his podcast, and I believe that uh, Jim Gray was there as well. But um, says this, Tom Brady says he felt like I had a little left. Says he felt like he had a little left. So Tom Brady still has some unfinished business. The seven time NFL Super Bowl champion reunited with former all pro wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald and Hall of Fame broadcaster Jim Gray as season two of their Sirius at Tim radio show kicked off Monday. Let's go debut with 45 year old Brady talking about his decision to return for his 23rd season and sharing his reaction to being named uh, number one on the NFL Network's top 100 list. Yeah, a 45-year-old quarterback voted on by his peers as the number one player in the, in the NFL. I completely agree with that. But anyway, quote, you came back after retiring for a short period of time because you said there's unfinished business, Gray said. What exactly would that be after winning seven Super Bowls? Brady said he felt there was still something he owed the city of Tampa, especially after the tough 30 to 27 loss to the Los, Los Angeles Rams in the divisional round of playoffs. Yeah. Now, guys, when Tom Brady retired, it felt strange. And when he actually put out that quote unquote retirement speech, he didn't even thank the uh, the Patriots or anything. He didn't even mention them. It felt weird. And I know that Tom Brady had to be sitting back, and say, hey, we almost beat the team that actually won the Super Bowl. I mean, that was an epic comeback. And Tom Brady still is great. Very, very great. And he went out like that. I didn't buy that retirement for one second. I figured that he was probably going to come back. And I'm pretty sure he talked to, to uh, Giselle about it. And she wasn't happy with it. But it goes on. The Superstore QB also talked about his excitement for the upcoming Buccaneers season with the team's new look at the offensive line and a new addition of star wideout Julio Jones joining a loaded receiving core of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Rob Gronkowski. Now, Gronk, he, is he back? I thought that Gronk was, uh, I know there's some rumors out there about uh, Gronk. Um, Maybe he may come back. I'm not really sure. But as far as I know right now, um, Gronk is still retired. I could be wrong. Unless something dropped and I missed it, let me know. Uh, the Buccaneers took a huge blow to their offensive front. Yes, they did. As Brady noted, the loss of uh, guard Alex Kappa to the Bengals, guard Ollie Mark to retirement, and Ryan Jensen to an injury suffered in training camp. Though with a new and improved offensive line, Brady admitted the newbies have a lot of work to do. Gray also acknowledged the 45-year-old superstar is the oldest active player in the NFL and was ranked the number one player on NFL Network's top 100 list. Now, here's the thing, man. That, that offensive line, boy, if Brady takes a beating, I'm pretty sure Giselle is going to go berserk. However, Tom Brady has actually been able to manage um, subpar offensive lines for in the past because he just gets rid of the ball super duper fast. He's not one of those guys that's actually going to hold on to the ball forever and uh, just take 
50 million sacks. He's not going to do that, especially 45 years old. But um, he says here, quote, obviously, it is very flattering. Anytime you get recognition from your peers, it's a very cool thing. The future Hall of Fame QB said. I'll look back on a lot of the accomplishments and feel very privileged and blessed to play for a long period of time. But I've always felt these are ultimate team awards. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Brady also talked about what's different now playing at the age of 45 versus when he was drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft by the New England Patriots. Quote, I think I'm a better player football player now obviously that also comes with a lot of the lot of other aspects of life that continue to change because it is your life I think I alluded to a few weeks ago everyone deals with different things in their life Brady said so even though I'm playing in my 23rd year I have a freshman in high school that is playing football too I have a 12 year old that is going through his life I have a nine-year-old that is going through her life, and I have parents. I have a lot of things that are really important off-field pursuits and goals that you are trying to maximize as well. So we all have different things that are going on, and I think once football season comes, I really uh, lock in on what I need to do and how I need to focus. So he may be kind of addressing some of the uh, the aspects of uh, the rumors with uh, Giselle here. Now, the word is he actually has the kids right now, and she's supposed to be in Costa Rica or something like that. Even though I read something else where she was actually um, in Florida somewhere, I could be wrong about that. I'm not really sure off the top of my head. So he's kind of he kind of seems to be addressing the situation a little bit without actually going into details about marital problems. Um. The Buccaneers are just days away from their week one uh, game against Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. With Brady noting how it will be a challenge despite his readiness. Uh, Quote, we're going against a good team. The Cowboys are very talented in all three phases, Brady said. They're doing a really good job with their defensive scheme. They change their fronts a lot. They change their coverages. But the thing is, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. When the, when the Cowboys actually need to make a play, important plays at important times, they don't get it done. That's why even as a Cowboys fan, I don't expect them to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers um, when they play on Sunday. I believe they play on Sunday. I don't think it's going to happen until I actually see it with the Cowboys. And I'm being objective here about my Dallas Cowboys. I need to see it to believe it. But anyway, the Buccaneers will look to turn out. The first win of the season, though Brady knows it's a long shot to a return to the Super Bowl. Quote, going to have a good week of practice, put ourselves in the best possible preparation position we could be in. And now we're going to go out, go out there and we've got to see if we can get the job done. 
So that is what Tom Brady has said. He has some unfinished business. I believe that he was really, really devastated that they ended up losing that game. Probably the way they actually lost that game in the playoffs to the Rams. They came all the way back and they score. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, the defense just blows, blows the coverage, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, Cooper Rush or Cooper Cup, I should say, catch that pass. And the game was pretty much over. That probably did not sit very well with Tom Brady. But I believe, folks, that if he actually won the Super Bowl last year, maybe, just maybe, he probably would have actually retired. Now, I truly do believe, folks, that this is the final season of Tom Brady's career, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. I believe the only way that he would probably come back again is that he would probably have to lose a playoff game in dramatic fashion Similar to what happened on last offseason. So we'll have to see, guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rootrance for Black and White Sports. Sometimes we got to do these stories. It's more of an off-the-beaten-path story, but it is relevant to sports because the person involved is a high school football player. And this story is really, really strange. Why? Because the football player went missing, and everybody went on a full-blown search to try to find him, they did locate him safe. And then the next thing you know, he's being arrested for murder. This is nuts. This is nuts. This is uh, this is going to be outkick. Mark Harris. Gabriel Davies went missing on his way to a high school football practice in Washington State, setting off a two-day search around his hometown of Olympia, Washington. He was eventually found safe, only to be arrested for murder moments later. 16-year-old football player's car was found empty in his family's driveway. Sheriffs in Thurston County reportedly took a look inside, found blood, and his cell phone shattered on the ground. After he was found, sheriffs in Pierce County arrested him on suspicion of second-degree murder, first-degree burglary, and unlawful possession of firearm, according to jail records seen by the Independent. Pierce County sheriffs conducted a welfare check in Ortigue, a town 40 miles outside of Olympia, where they found a 51-year-old man dead inside his home. While the sheriff's announcement over the weekend did not name Davies by name, the details match the arrest records of the teenager. The man had a gunshot wound, but no firearm was nearby. Deputies called for detectives and forensic investigators to respond to the scene. The sheriff's department continued, quote, on Friday night, our detectives had enough evidence for probable cause to arrest two suspects in this case. Just after 8 p.m., both of our suspects Two 16-year-old males were taken into custody. Wow.
Uh, I guess there was a GoFundMe for this high school football player, Gabriel Davies, and it has been shut down. According to the Chronicle, Pierce County Sheriff said the victim knew Davies and that he had been dead for at least 24 hours when his body was found. A GoFundMe was set up over the weekend to raise money for Davies' legal defense. It had raised almost $21,000 before it was taken down. GoFundMe said the page violated its terms of service and that it doesn't allow anyone to raise money for someone suspected of a violent crime. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to say it. Yeah, but what about all the social justice warriors and BLMers out there that you raise money for that burnt down cities? But that was fine. Let's raise money for that. We know GoFundMe has got a political ideology that it likes to to follow. So I don't know that I would... You know, I don't know that I would necessarily put a lot of stock into what GoFundMe does. Fact is, this is something we're going to have to watch because this is crazy. Full-blown search for this kid because they legit thought he was missing. And then what the sheriffs didn't tell anybody was, well, we're also looking for him. And when we find him, if we find him safe, we're going to arrest him for murder because he's he may have had something to do with this 51-year-old man that is now deceased. Yikes, what a crazy story this is. Uh, We'll keep a watch on this because this seems like almost like this is a future, one of these future terrible television movies, you know, that we don't watch uh, that will be on some miscellaneous channel that your wife will find. Yeah. Not to make light of a situation, but you know exactly what kind of movies I'm talking about here. The movie of the week. The Hallmark movie of the week. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Wow. Crazy. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Montrez Harrell here in this video, NBA free agent. However, he is not a free agent anymore. Well, I'll get to that in just a minute here, but a little bit of backstory here. Montrez Harrell in June was actually caught in Kentucky, I believe, with three pounds of marijuana. Three pounds. This man was facing up to five years in prison. But since this is the United States of America, where you actually do get second chances, um, he was actually able to plea down to a misdemeanor. And if he just stays out of trouble in that uh, 12 months, it will be expunged from his record. And because of that now, guys, Montrez Harrell has a new team, votes. Check this out. Montrez Harrell signs with new team in wake up plea deal. And somewhere, Brittany Griner is sitting in a Russian prison thinking, man, America is great. I should actually start um, appreciating the Star Spangled Banner because America is way better than Russia. But Brittany Griner didn't go down that road. She wanted to actually uh, kneel for the national anthem and support Marxism. 
And then she found out the hard way that America truly is the best country on the planet. But Montrez Harrell here says here, Montrez Harrell last week resolved the case related to his felony drug trafficking arrest. And the veteran big man has quickly found a new team. Harrell has agreed to a two year contract with the Philadelphia 76ers ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports. The deal also includes a player option for year two. Harold 28 was the NBA's sixth man of the year in 2019-2020. He was drafted by the Houston Rockets in the second round in 2015 and has been a productive player. Harold has averaged 12.9 points and 5.3 rebounds per game during his career. He was with the Charlotte Hornets last season and also played with the Houston Rockets, uh, Clippers, Lakers, and the Wizards. Uh, teams were clearly waiting for Harold's legal situation to be resolved before pursuing him in free agency. Now, I'm wondering if any uh, WNBA team is actually going to be pursuing Brittany Griner. Oh, no, she's doing nine years. I'll move on. The 28-year-old was charged with felony drug trafficking less than five, with less than five pounds of marijuana following a traffic stop in Richmond, Kentucky on May 12th. I believe I said June. It was actually May 12th. He reached a plea deal last week, uh, last Wednesday, to have the charge reduced to marijuana possession. Harold will have the conviction wiped from his record after a year if he meets all the conditions of his probation. Uh, Harold averaged 13.1 points per game and 6.1 rebounds in time split between Charlotte and Washington last season. He could be a great role player for the Sixers off the bench. So there you have it, guys. This is what I fully expected, folks, because this is America. I knew that Montrez Harrell would actually sign another team. He's a productive player. And with all of that weed, folks, America did not oppress this black man. America told this black man, hey, we're going to let you plea. And if you stay out of trouble, we're going to wipe you from your record. Brittany Griner, um, I guess she figured that, hey, I'm Brittany Griner. I can go to Russia. I can do whatever I want, you know, because I check all the woke boxes. I'm gay. I'm black. I'm a lesbian. But guess what? Russia didn't care. You broke their laws over there. And America is a much, much better country than Russia. Don't believe what these woke WNBA players say about this country. This country is amazing. And Montrez Harrell is living proof because this man is going to make millions of dollars even though he broke the law, bringing in a ton of weed, three pounds. Man, that is a lot of weed. I mean, Brittany Griner uh, got nine years for uh, vape cartridges. I believe she only had like, what, not even a full gram or something like that. Now she's actually learning her lesson, man. And Iman Shumper, and I'm wondering what's happened with him uh, because he got busted at a uh, Dallas airport. Haven't heard much about him. I'm wondering if he's out. I couldn't actually find anything on that. Uh, we'll actually have to see what happens to him. But I'm willing to bet those said that, that uh, even Amon Shumpert won't get even a year in jail. I highly doubt that. Actually, he may get the uh, Montrez Harrell uh, treatment as well. And both of those guys are black. Hey, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time 
on Black and White Sports.